You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, the easy thing would be to do a toss a coin to your Witcher joke, but I was on the first review for this, and I'm pretty sure we made that joke to death. But how many <laughs> coins do we have to toss to the Witcher so that he can afford more 40k miniatures? Like All of them. Between that and his 3080, I don't know how Henry Cavill still has money. Look, he's making a million an episode or so now, so by the end of a full season, maybe he'll be able to afford half of an army. I just want to watch him paint a miniature. <laughs> Is that too much to ask at this point? I just... I'm- just rippling arms, painting. Like, that's all I want in my life. His shiny metal boys. The computer made me love watching him build his own computer. He's like, I've always wanted to do this. And he's just doing that thing. And I'm like, yeah, I struggle to do that. And I love it. But he's like being really gentle with his graphics card. He's like, I don't want to break it because I can. I'm like, yes, you can break anything. You can break me. You can, I, I will line up. Like, where's the line to be broken? We might line up for this. By Henry <laughs> Cavill. I want to know where that line is. Somebody tell me. Okay. There's a lot more to drool over in this than just Henry Cavill, though he does good. But before we get too far into that, we are talking Witcher Season 2. I am Ben. With me, you have Harmony. Hello. Neil. Hey. And Jennifer. Hey, everybody. I'm just here for the 40K references. (laughs) The best I've got is I know it's expensive and Space Marines are cool. Boo, Space Marines. They look cool. Their armor is pretty badass. (sighs) Fine, fine. The Nazis always look good. Ooh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no. hey. I mean, like, you know, we boss. are very staunchly kicking all of the neo-Nazis out of the sport. Oh, right no, now, no, 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 not neo-Nazis. No, no, <laughs> I, I do not care for these new Nazis, and you can quote no. me on that. But, like, like, like the pictures, this is a good, it's a good outfit. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's terrible people. Look good. Look, I, I just play shiny space elves. I was going to say, I mean, leather accentuates your body very easily, as they show you in The Witcher here, with a lot of leather and corsets. So And studying. Uh-huh. Don't forget the studying. This is yeah. season two. <laughs> All kinds of studs. Uh, but yeah, so season two of The Witcher, we have Henry Cavill back, as we have already drooled over throughout all of this, as well as all of the original cast returning. I know I had at least one or two people go, is that the same actress playing Siri? And no, just Freya Allen had a bit of a glow up in the two or three years since they could produce. It's called puberty. Yeah. Hit her like a truck. It's a great wig. Wig game super strong in season two. Yes. Basically, if you didn't watch the first season, Witcher is the story primarily of Geralt of Rivia, played by Henry Cavill, who is a witcher, a man who is a mutant made purely to hunt monsters. They supposedly have no emotions, though you kind of quickly realize it's just kind of muted on the exterior because everything else about them is kind of warped. He had fallen in love with the witch Yennefer as well as had a very good friend, Yaskier or Jaskier the Bard, who was also Dandelion, or depending on your pronunciation in this show, Dandelion, which I don't think they touched on or used at all this season. That's played by Joey Beatty and Anya Kalatra, respectively. And he also had a quote-unquote child surprise, or basically 
where he says, hey, I will take something from you that is something you do not know you have, which happens to be Cirilla, the first pri- or the newest princess of Sintra, which yeah. in the last season went kaboom and Siri got kidnapped. And thankfully she found Geralt at the end of the season and he lost Jennifer. He lost Yaskir, not to death, but just he lost them as friends and colleagues at the time. And he is basically kind of at the end of his rope with Siri being all he has and his Witcher brethren, which is where we start the season as he's returning to Kaer Morin with Siri, believing that Yennefer is dead, as many do. Basically trying to learn more about Siri, how to protect her, how to train her, how to, you know, hone her skills. While there is a lot, a lot of political intrigue going around in throughout their uh, continent. I feel like that's about as broad as you can get without having to get a little granular, unless uh, y'all have anything you think is more important there. There's another song. That's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) All the songs. All the songs. All the songs are great. I was in the review for the last one. I am a very large Witcher fan. I've read all the books and played all the games. So definitely, I was like, I have to do this again, please. But what's all of y'all's connection to the Witcher knowledge of it coming into the season? I never played a game, never read a book, saw some fan films with the characters. (laughs) Um, But other than that, didn't really, didn't know anything about it. And I was just here for the... Henry Cavill parade, and I was not disappointed. I'm in a big gamer household. We're fans of the lore, fans of the games, fans of all of the dark and twisty folklore, fable type things. So we're here for this. Years ago, I got in with Witcher 3 and then backpedaled to 1 and 2 and then started reading the books, which I haven't I haven't read all of them, but the first few, and I'm still you know, looking to digest it. And I did, and I was on the review for the Netflix Nightmare of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. If you're a Witcher fan, you can't avoid it. But as a Witcher fan, it was disappointing to me. So, uh, See, I still need to watch that I was going to watch that next. I haven't gotten that far I yet. Say, yeah, time has been available. It's good back on background on Vesemir, who is mm-hmm. now in this second season. But they kind of ignore some some staples of the world's lore mainly magic is bottomless in this animated over-the-top cinematic thing where we know that magic is not that it's the whole point there's a give and take there's limits Mm -hmm. to what they can do and the the animated doesn't care (laughs) i'm very similar to you neil where i started literally with witcher 3 i'd heard about the other ones and never had a way to play them well witcher 2 came out on xbox i could have but got witcher 3 i've played witcher 2 i still can't play one i just the mechanics are just not they were clunkier than they should have been, and it was very hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they made that difficult. Yes. I trudged through it for the story. I need to still. But the books, just like I got them on audiobook, which there's very good audiobooks when I was doing a lot longer commutes, and they're very good as well. These uh, sh- episodes, the seasons of the uh, Netflix show do take a lot more from the book f- than from the game. They also build a bit of their own universe, which I think works very well. This season, I feel like, even got closer to some of the things from the games than the books did um, as opposed to the first season, which was very book heavy. But I guess that's kind of a smart choice because so many people complained about the first season of The Witcher, which I liked it a lot, but it was like, the story is yeah. confusing. There's different timelines going on. It's like, yeah, that, that happens in narrative sometimes. <gasps> How dare you? Makes sense. Have logic. It's not a linear story. Oh my gosh. Okay. But, we make you uh, think. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first season and I really enjoyed the second season. Like I maybe because I'm coming into it not knowing really anything about the Witcher lore or whatever. So it's yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I love when something makes you think. 
that that taking a, an unexpected narrative and you think you've got it pegged, you know what is happening, and then it goes a different direction. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Like it takes yes, a lot to fool that. me these days. So the fact that they did in the first season, I was here for it. I was prepared for it to happen in the second season. Then, like, okay, we know they play with timelines. Don't take anything for granted, and like look at everything, you know, and see what's happening. So it it was it's a good balance. I like the way that they're mm-hmm. going about it, and the balance that they're taking between the books and the and the games is nice there that play back and forth is is a good balance i'm here for it and i will say harmony uh, to your point of like you didn't read the books i especially think as somebody who read the books and who's played the games like if you watch the first season you get what's going on so much that it mm-hmm. doesn't matter that it's not a sequence even more right. so so if it didn't bother you as somebody who just is a good consumer mm-hmm. of media it's like i'd never understood that complaint and that's what so many people try to say it was a terrible season of tv for i'm like it was they tried something different. It may not have always worked perfectly, but it at least was interesting. Exactly. And I just I feel like that's more of an issue of sour grapes or this isn't how I would do it type of situation than it actually being a bad story device. You know what I mean? Like, I don't whatever. I, I don't want to go into that too much. <laughs> that just start getting kind of bitter towards fanboys. <laughs> it would be a bad thing to start right now. So, Well, I can definitely say, and Neil, I know you haven't read all of them, but I'm sure you can kind of agree with me. There's a lot of stuff that when you get to this point towards the, in The Witcher's actual story, that is more of the meat of the stories, I think, and is actually the more interesting part, which was all another weakness of the first season is there's a lot of like building world that you have to do. And this season really gets into where the politics actually make some sense to you because there's more dynamic things going on there. The war is actually happening, which is actually rather interesting as opposed to there might be a war coming. And you get a lot more, I find, from uh, the Witch's Brotherhood that's going on here. Mm-hmm than uh, otherwise as well as the witchers i like the inclusion of all of them the biggest thing i think they do that's so good is they get so many actors that are not big names like outside of henry cavill at least in american media we don't know most of the actors and actresses in this show and it actually really plays to its strengths well we know them from here and there like vesemir yeah i was gonna say like i i knew a lot of them (laughs) if you've watched killing eve he was Constantine in Killing Eve, and he's freaking amazing mm-hmm. in Killing Eve. In the first episode, there's potentially a fan favorite from Game of Thrones, yet yes. there's two things about it you won't recognize. The heavy makeup CGI, and then when he's humanized, no beard. So it could fly right over people's heads. It's hot in the eyes. I figured it out like early. I was like, that's not. And then it was. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, no, no, it is. Oh my then God. you've got Dougal from Outlander. Yes. Graham McTavish could just just re- just walk back and forth in a room, and I would watch that for hours. Just like, <laughs> no, just yes, just fill up the the air the area. That's that's fabulous. and brood while you do it. Yes, that's yes. so good. Just brood and like put your hands on your head, your bald head. It's great. I, I was I will just You're say for Vestmere, as far as Killing Eve, that is being a British show. That's le- that was kind of my point about being more for uh, European media that we would know him from because uh, he's that it is a British show, I believe. BBC? Yeah. No, that's fair. There are some great cameos throughout. And I don't think, especially this season, I think nobody is a weak link. Like, I think everyone actually, like, the political intrigue doesn't feel, you know, stilted. Like, I always think about Aquaman when they try to talk about politics and Aquaman of Under the Sea. You're like, <laughs> what is this King Lear in the park going on? Like, they don't copy the books, but they copy certain things. Like, the books and the games, all the politics are bad. It's the small folk the steel game of thrones that suffer they're the they're the they're the people you're supposed to be cheering for there's no the north are assholes nilfgaard are assholes Assholes. they have 
pluses for certain things, but other huge minuses, and they're just tearing the continent apart to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's the the Witcher or the people that just get trampled on, and that shows keeping that in there. Of we're seeing the rise of Redania, which they're real class assholes. And Nilfgaard, you can be like, oh, well, okay, they're kind of cool with the elves, but not really. Not. <laughs> and I, I, I felt like this sh- uh, season was very much about, like, father-daughter dynamics and anti-fascism. And I'm here for both of those. I would agree, but I put an extra layer on the father level because we see that with Vesemir. Yes, and grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father-grandfather levels. All his, all his wards and... You know, the fear he has of just each winter of who's not coming back. Yeah. I like that they gave, because our only other, like, visual representation of Vesemir is from the game. And he's just a sour, stale old graham cracker. Good character. But this one, (laughs) you get a lot more emotion. And it feels legit. Like, he's more human than than I think I've seen him in any of the games. And that version's not bad. But this one feels legit all on its own. That he takes pause to mourn and worry and just, the witches are dying out. What can I do? But what's the cost? Like, all mm-hmm. this stuff. I love it, you know, to avoid big spoilers, there's something he potentially could do. And someone says, yes, but I want to do it first. And he goes, no deal. He instantly, like, he's, you see him building up, like, we could rebuild the witchers. And mm-hmm. this person's one cost of doing it, he instantly is like, no, no, no. that's too big a cost. He doesn't think about it. He just stops it instantly every main character and every new main character who's brought into the storyline has an arc everybody has an arc which is surprising for a show that only got eight episodes in a season Mm -hmm. everybody still had movement and everybody still had some major thing that they had to chew on and make decisions and grow a bit every single character like not a single character wasn't challenged in some way that felt authentic and made you care for them in some way which was really elegantly done and very impressive considering how short this was yeah it was jam-packed yes like there was there was a lot going on in every single episode and none of it felt Um, forced no they got it all in none of it felt forced it was beautiful storytelling like so impressive how intricate all of this is and how well they were able to balance the screen time and still give us development like Mm -hmm. just kiss but still also give us time for our fight scenes that everybody wants to see and our magic scenes that everybody wants to see and you know for people who are into political intrigue that you want to see you you get it you get it all with the show i i've yeah had a had a good time watching it over the past few days I, I will definitely say one of the things I love, and they started the first season with a similar story or one of the other stories in The Last Wish as well. The story here with the Velen is one of the better ones that is clearly where they're like, hey, let's riff on the Grim Fables. And they do a great job yes. with it here. And they oh change God. so much in this and many of the other stories this season that it's really a pleasure where it's like, as a fan of, as I said, of the books and the games, like I know so much of the media, to be able to see them play with it and it still makes a good coherent story that doesn't feel like it betrays things is nice. As not just that story, I mean, the stories in general change and vary throughout. A lot of what they're doing with Siri this season is not so much what you would get in the books. It's kind of what happened as a precursor to the games. Unless I'm mistaken, Niels, you played more of uh, Witcher 1 than I have. Yeah, in 3, you get a lot more Yennefer and Ciri. Yennefer mm-hmm. shows up earlier, but Ciri's not really in play until the third game. In the books, she's more of a thing, but like even that first episode's taken from the 
collection of short stories. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. There's some subtle differences. Yeah. The only main one is Siri isn't present in the the book version, but every all the major beats, and I think even the last line when <laughs> Carol walks away is right out of the, out of the book too. And it's a very fitting line. I could have sworn that one ended more positively in the book, but I could it's be wrong. Kind of as positive as it can be. <laughs> to be honest. Well, there wasn't a town. It was travelers that were being attacked. and But they find out the truth behind... Like, Nephilim's hiding a few things here. And when Geralt finds out all of them, he just, like, I'm done. Yeah, no, I... Honestly, I can say, as, like, such a big fan of it, I loved this season. We almost don't get enough of Joey Beatty playing Yaskier, but that's just because, you know, he was such a big part of the first season and everybody loves him. And honestly, the second he shows up here, even, the, like, Yennefer is the first one to encounter him, and even Yennefer's face is like, that motherfucker. Like, it's just, like, perfect. <laughs> it is the exact response you want from her character. And, like, it feels natural when they interact together, like, because of their history. It, it, honestly, it's clear this cast, even with, like, a year or so of downtime because of COVID, still mm-hmm. just loves that they're making this and loves interacting together. And dear God, Joey Beatty can still sing and both play that like arrogant charmer that is like, okay, I get why this works. And also why you constantly are failing in the Geralt. <laughs> you're your magnificent bastard who just, who, who can sing. That, that, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. His first scene with Geralt made me just just glow with happiness like i replayed oh, that a few I times know. <laughs> when, when they when they like when they meet each other i'm like oh yeah, it's guy just... love it's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> without getting like episode by episode i feel like we can get in the final thoughts unless somebody else has something else they want to bring up first nothing that hasn't already been said yeah fair enough well uh then let's start kind of in reverse order jen what do you think i hated it it was awful how dare you make me review these things i'm gonna go rewatch <laughs> it all again no it was fabulous Elegant storytelling, beautiful cinematography. I love the source material and I'm glad that things like this are as popular as they are these days. Like we live in a wonderful, wonderful time where nerddom is having this gorgeous heyday and all of the shit that we've always wanted to see as kids is being a thing and people are loving it and getting it and it's it's just so beautiful. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I will say from a nerd nitpicky standpoint some of the things that they improved on this season were the costumes and like hair and makeup decisions mm-hmm. granted the eyes still don't look the way that they look in some of the source material but they're they're getting there like they even in i don't know if many people noticed this but my partner did in the not trailer but in the like what happened last season synopsis at the beginning of episode one they actually went back and edited all of the eyes to make them look like they do in season two, oh, which was cute. That. It was cute. They did the thing. And the wig budget went through the roof this season. Geralt's wig, go compare it between season one and season two. It's a night and day difference. It's great. <laughs> and Siri's wig is the stuff of dreams. I will be just pining over her wig the entire holiday season. Just gorgeous. Nerd stuff nobody notices with people that work in hair and makeup, but it's important. It matters. I I really loved this. It was great. Go watch it. If you haven't watched the first season, go watch it. If you haven't played the games, start with The Witcher 3. It's the easiest one to play and the best storyline. Go for it. I'm going to give this, I don't know, 9.87 out of 10 amazing sensors in the hall of 
don't bring your weapons in here because we just study things. Oh, the the incense. <laughs> the gorgeous incense yes. sensor that okay. I want in my house now. Yeah. Loved the first season, watched it three times in under three months. I will watch this two more times in under three months. It <laughs> does a, an amazing translation of lore that comes from two sources. The cast and crew all love it just as much as Cavill did coming into it. I heard some of the complaints of season one, which one apparently was... Geralt didn't talk enough, and so Cavill had lobbied for, to get Geralt a few more lines in season two, and nothing felt forced. Nothing felt forced the whole time of why we're getting the Witchers in, or why we're getting the politics in, or anything. If I had any complaints, is we didn't get enough of Yaskir, and please just give it ten episodes. Thank you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna knock a quarter point off for each. But this is nine and a half out of ten practice wooden swords. To kind of repeat what Jen was saying, the costuming is amazing. The sets are amazing. There's these wonderful shots, I think, around, oh, I want to say like the first or second episode where it's going into, I think, Sintra. And it's just this long pan shot. And you and you see where it goes from CGI to the set piece, completely seamless. And I just thought that was like, I was already like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> They, they definitely up their budget. It's a really good story from, like I said, somebody who doesn't play video games like that just because I, I have stupid hands <laughs> in my brain. If they won't, they won't do the controllers. I, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm that girl that would go over to their guy's friend, their guy friend's houses and watch them play the video game so I could get the story. But the actual mechanics, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just not this able to. This is why I watch Twitch streams. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, well, this was back in the 90s and it was a little different, but we didn't have the Twitch. Yeah, it's, it's so, been harder yeah. then. I remember those days. <laughs> Highly recommend it. I'm going to give it. Oh, gosh. Ah, I'm going to give this a 9.88 out of 10 runs on the medieval Ninja Warrior course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say, like, as a, I, I will not like try to hide or lie that I am a massive fan of The Witcher. There's a lot of stuff that, like, they touch on even a little bit here, but, like, it's so much more in the books of, like, there's some, like, weird trying to say this is maybe our past because that's why they mix, like, so much science with their alchemy where it's more actual science they get into. It is really cool. We didn't even touch on the monsters, which there's more this season than the first season, and I think they still look great. Like, yes, there's a little bit of that clearly TV budget that is not, like, the perfect CGI you're going to get in a Pacific Rim or something, but... It does not feel out of place with the gorgeous landscapes and forests they put you in. Their soundtrack, I think, is even up a little bit this season. And it really has to compete because the soundtrack to The Witcher 3 especially is just, it's perfect. I think that might be my favorite fantasy soundtrack of the last decade. So this is close. It doesn't always get there, but it works. Uh, that one kind of gets more, I think, like, Central European, a little bit like Turkish influences sometimes and Persian influences, which I love, but this gets close to that. Overall, we've just kind of been glowing about this, so I can't really say anything else. I mean, I love the first season. I think this is a stronger season, not because they went more coherently in order, but because they had more structure built from that first season where they got to just live in it. And it's great. And we got to see more of characters we barely had time with last season. Yes, more episodes would be great this season, but I think they told a great story in eight episodes that felt concise and it didn't feel like they were hanging missing pieces of story so i'm gonna give it 9.5 out of 10 yaskier abs that you could wash your clothes on <laughs> dear god joey Beatty. toss a coin to my trainer it's just <laughs> not fair no uh, 
there, there's, you know, my other favorite thing from the season is there's those interviews with Cavill where he's like, yeah, I wanted to talk more and give some more emotion to Geralt because I feel like that could still work for him. And then there's the other stories of, yeah, also the uh, the script supervisors hated me on sex. I kept telling them that's not how it goes in the book or the game and that it should be like this. <laughs> yes. And they said, we're doing what we can, Henry. We're doing what we can. But no, on page 47, it says. <laughs> it's it's right here. It's, can, it's canonical. The mm-hmm. best kind of alpha nerd is the nerd yes. that you could pick in a fight as well. And we've gotten at least two other Hollywood celebrities into Warhammer 40K because of this. Tom Holland, we see you. <laughs> And I want to be the location scout for this show because there are oh, some amazing like ravines. <laughs> but they're really cool. I looking. want to be the understudy to the wig mistress, just brushing these beautiful weeds <laughs> behind the stage. Oh, 100, 101, 102. It'd be great. 